Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. The pleasures of creativity are many. As women, we are powerful creators. My amazing guest, Yulia Topchi, discusses creativity in the Assembly Room New York, founded to help female creators. Yulia is an independent curator and co-founder of Assembly Room, a platform for independent women curators on the Lower East Side. Originally from Russia, Yulia has spent 16 years in New York working for commercial galleries, auction houses, art fairs, and not-for-profits before launching her curatorial debut with Coworker Projects. I am so excited to have Yulia as our guest on the show today. We're going to dive deep into creativity and some of the social implications of that as well, so check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode all about creativity, art, and expression. I am super excited to have a special guest, Yulia Topchi, here with us. And Yulia is doing amazing things in her professional and creative life. And Yulia, please just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you're passionate about. Thank you, Violet. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you, Violet, for having me. Um, yes, I'm Yulia Topchi. I'm based in New York. Um, I'm originally from Russia, from the Russian Far East Coast. Um, I've moved to this country when I was 17 by myself. And at first, I landed in Seattle, where I studied business and um, started my career in business and the banking industry, and then slowly moved to fashion world. Um, and about 16 years ago, I moved to New York City because um, I always dreamed of living in New York and it's a, a center of culture and art. And I came here for graduate school and for the last uh, um, 14 years, I've been working for the art industry, um, galleries, uh, auction house, um, and recently an art tech community, um, uh, art company called Artsy, where I helped galleries to create a digital um, presence through their online performance and uh, connected galleries uh, from all over the world with collectors and the audience to promote their programming online. And um, what I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about working with artists and creating a community of strong-minded women who are bound together creatively and spiritually. Um, it's important nowadays to have a safe place where you can be heard and uh, your problems and concerns can be addressed and you feel supported um, with your vision or your project that you create for yourself, whether this is a job related or project related or relationship with your partner, your child, we all need like this sense of community and sense of support. So, um, you know, growing up in actually Russia, we had this uh, commune uh, where we lived in big cities like St. Petersburg or Moscow. And I remember being part of the commune may not be uh, um, uh, really supported in the West because there's no sense of freedom or privacy. But in Russia, it was really important to be part of the commune. You share your kitchen, you share your bathroom, you are around people all day long. And even if you're in good mood, you can say hi and share the news. If you're in a bad mood, you can send these people off, but you are always constantly um, around people. And it's important for me these days. It's, it's so hard to be alone. Um, and uh, that sense of sort of community 
community is really important to share your ideas and come together for your projects. And that's what I'm passionate about, uh, create that sense of community these days. I love that, Yulia. I really am inspired by what you're up to. And I think we need more and more community, especially as our lives get busier and we have more technology. So can you tell us about your latest project or your company, The Assembly Room? Yes, absolutely. Um, So The Assembly Room was born out of the idea that independent women creators don't really have a lot of tools and support um, in uh, the art world. Oftentimes, we don't really know how much to charge for an exhibition that we're organizing with emerging artists in the institution or gallery. Um, Often, a male creator would come in and demand the fee or he's not doing it, and the gallery is quick to pay the service. Where for women, we often feel like we just need to do it because we're just so given and uh, we give our time and our uh, resources and our artists away because we think it will help our career or it will help um, the artist or it will be good for my resume and this and this and that we always come up with excuses of um, we we can just do it and then we struggle because then we get broke or we are unsatisfied and I think that um, we need more support and more guidance and more resources that we can share among each other. And um, so the idea for Assembly Room was born out of that. Um, I was doing um, Spring Break Art Show, which is an independent um, fair that happens every year in New York City around Armory Week, which is in March. And the platform is for independent curators, both female and male. And I was doing a spring break for the last maybe six years where I met my current partner um, in assembly room room business, um, Natasha Becker. She's South African curator. And we would meet every year and we would spend time together creating shows, you know, and talking about art. But then once the spring break art fair was over we would not see each other for another year and this year was different maybe because of the political climate maybe because we just felt ready we were like well what are we doing with our time you know we both have full jobs but what happens with our curatorial projects um, during the year we you know struggle to come up with ideas and we struggle to have proposals what if we just combine our forces and start doing it obviously we have great artists we have have good sense of um, taste, you know, and understanding what's happening in, in emerging art. We have collectors. So we started um, meeting with other um, like-minded women, independent curators since February, once a month, and just talk, talk about how we feel, how we, we come up with artists, what artists we want to work with, what resources we need to come, with, come up with, with projects or ideas, um, how we can charge, how can we raise money, and so on and so forth. And um, Spring Break gave us this network of women that, um, uh, you know, we could invite to our meetings and then the this meetings grew more women became interested more women needed network more women needed support and we reached out to these women and said what what if we get the physical space what if we get this commune of independent women creators this community of independent women creators to start working together uh, unfortunately we did not get uh, the same enthusiasm from other women just because they're in different stages of their career 
there or they're already involved in curatorial initiatives or so forth. Like the reasons are different for everyone. And we started looking for space, but we were, we were thinking, well, you know, it can wait maybe next year or so. Uh, and then the space came to us. It's almost like, you know, you put something out in the universe and the universe listens and rewards you with that. And uh, the space um, came to us uh, through a friend who runs this gallery called Shrine, and he specializes in outsider artists. And he needed more space because his program grew, and he merged with another gallery, and he said, Yulia, do you know anyone who's looking for this space? And honestly, the space is so magical. It's located in Chinatown, which is already so unique and so New York, and still has this, you know, raw quality about what New York immigrant community should feel like and it's not just you know Chinese American community it's also Puerto Rican and Jewish and um, African American community and kind of like merged together in this incredible space <laughs> and um, those are the space had the right energy Scott is just like one of the best dealers I've known for years and uh, we jumped on it but he also introduced us to this third um, partner that we have. She's Italian creator, uh, Paola Gallio, and she ran the space in Milan. And, you know, we didn't know her, but we just connected with her. We all brought something very unique to the space. And uh, yeah, now I feel like we're best friends. Um, so just to summarize, uh, the assembly room represents the place where you assemble ideas, you assemble projects, you assemble group mm. shows and solo shows. Um, so it's also kind of like a labor um, uh, word, right? Like I think of it like back in the factory where women sit around together and like assemble a toy, you know, or something yeah. that is done like manually with labor. So yes, it's a place for independent women creators to come together, create a show uh, where they feel supported, inspired, and connected to the community of other women and artists as well. I love that vision, Yulia. And I think it's so cool that you're creating this with two other their women to their powerful female partners. And I had the blessing to see the gallery and see one of the exhibits, Soft Power, with Fawn Krieger. It was just amazing. You know, we had a little event there with some of the women that I've worked with and that are in the program. And can you just tell us about that particular artist or other artists that you featured? Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much, Violet, to organize that uh, group that came to the space. It was a very important time uh, for all women. Um, and uh, it was very, very special for the artists. Um, so Fawn Krieger is an artist in uh, who... Uh, lives and works in Ridgewood in Queens in New York. She's been a New Yorker for many, many years. She's a sculptor. She's a filmmaker. She's a performance artist. She's everything. She's a very political and social um, activist as well. Um, so for she's been working on this specific work that you've seen, which is a sculptural work. Um, and from uh, the screen, it looks like a painting because the color palette is very pastel and beautiful. She's a really good with her color. Uh, but the material is very unlike um, what you see um, up close. So uh, she works with ceramics that she submerges into the concrete. And so the, when concrete hardens and with, with her 
pressure and her power, sometimes it breaks, it creates that tension, it breaks the frame. So uh, to, to her, this is a resistance to the current administration um, because the series were born when Trump was elected as a president. And she's been working on the series and filming the series for uh, two two years, and she will continue until he is a president. So this is for her the form of resistance through material and uh, form of expressing her desires and um, her kind of like un- maybe active uh, way to say no to this political political current situation. Um, so. This is what the work is about, and it brought a lot of conversations and dialogue with the community. And I think in your group, there were so many women who came from Philadelphia and Baltimore and D.C. area. And um, they actually touched the artists so much and touched us because many of these women are not really familiar with galleries and how openly they can approach galleries and start a dialogue. And for, for some of them, it was the first time to interact with an artist and actually hear the artists talk about the work. So uh, I felt that this group uh, brought us so much joy and empowerment uh, for what we do because we were able to connect not with just artistic community but with uh, community outside of our reach. So I really appreciate you bringing them all together. Well, I appreciate you having this beautiful idea for Assembly Room and having amazing artists like Fawn, you know, being showcased and featured. Mm -hmm. And so what's it like to collaborate with your partners and the artists? Like, can you just tell us a little bit more about creative collaboration? Absolutely. So... We decided that the first three shows will be created by us. um, And um, just to kind of still uh, put some maybe political and social aspects into the surface that uh, right now are dominant uh, and very important to us. And uh, so the first show was created by Paula Gallio with Fawn Krieger, the artist that she's known for years and showed her work in Milan. And I couldn't even uh, think of any other show to open this space. And in this climate, in this political situation, then Fawn. The second show is now uh, created by Natasha Becker and it's called Multiplicities Volume 1, Continuous Unknowing Um, and uh, the show is a group show that presents the works by Blake Daniels uh, Helena Metiferia and Brad Seiler and um, this is the show of artists that are somewhat connected to Africa. Natasha is South African uh, curator that's been working in that region for years and um, Uh, All these artists sort of touch on the personal histories that are associated with Africa, whether it's Blake Daniels, who went to school to Johannesburg and spent seven years um, living and working in South Africa, but he's originally from Cincinnati in Ohio. Now he's back, but you can't help but see his work through the lenses of what he's learned in that continent. Um, and uh, then there's a Brad Seiler, who uh, is a Zimbabwean white uh, artist and who grew up uh, being gay. And unfortunately, in Zimbabwe, you can 
can be homosexual without being uh, prosecuted or murdered. And that forced him to move to Johannesburg. And his work is very poetic. It's very personal. It's about relationships and about uh, finding love. And so the installation in the gallery is just about that. And then there's uh, Helena Nertiferia, who is Ethiopian artist, and she... Um, works. Um, she, she she addresses the idea of gentrification and um, sort of black migration through gentrification and economic conditions. Uh, she's a performance artist uh, and she's also installation artist. So uh, the work is very personal and it's very political as well. Um, and so the third show I will be creating, which opens in November, and my idea is to bring um, China. China town into focus and work directly with emerging artists from literally across the street. Um, I'm really interested in what's happening in Chinatown um, and having the community involved in uh, in, in helping us to create this dialogue. I'm working with the public library. I'm working with the educational center, art center across the street. And uh, the women that I selected naturally are all female artists of Chinese and Korean descent. So I think right now it's we are very supported. Uh, we are very supportive of each other and we are still um, navigating the ideas of community building around us in our area, addressing political um, issues, social issues, and um, supporting female and minority artists. That's fantastic. I love how closely you're working with the community and how it's weaving, you're weaving the community, the community is weaving you, and the, the boundaries are, are co-created and aren't, aren't so fierce you know it's not sometimes i think art is considered to be so highbrow or um it can be but i mm -hmm. love these examples of it being really about social and political and community change and involving so many people yes yes thank you violet yeah that's what we're trying to do <laughs> well it's really it's really coming through and I'm, I'm really excited about that exhibit so on more of a personal level Yulia you know what does creativity mean to you and how do you weave your own creativity into your life uh, yes so creativity is a big word right I think that somebody said that um, somebody said that it's um, sort of a phenomenon whereby something new and some something valuable created that is out of necessity and creativity to me is an expression of your inner desire for essentially creating um, a solution to a problem uh, to address concerns through visual vocabulary uh, to activate the space through a communication and dialogue to gather audience as well um, uh, it's a work in process and to me creativity is beauty <laughs> a direct desire to communicate it contribute to the culture to the globalization that we, we are dealing with technology and relationships between people I think all creatives are in their own individual way are trying to understand the way we can live with each other and communicate with one another, whether this is through art, music, um, literature, uh, performance. Um, and as a creator of a project or an exhibition, I think about what mark I leave 
you know, by engaging with a particular artist or project? Am I helping this artist to advance in his or her career? Am I connecting him or her with the community of other artists? Um, am I introducing his or her art to the wider audience? What is my place in shaping this artist's creative vision? And um, I think it's, it's a bigger question. And I think like every art creative, creative project that I do um, have to work on a longer duration. Um, an exhibition can last for a couple of weeks or a couple of days, but it's important uh, to work on a long perspective. You want to concentrate on art works and artists that are leaving an incisive mark. And um, living in New York, I've always enjoyed the speed of New York. Um, but as a contemporary art curator, I have to find the balance between speed and density uh, and also between mm. what's kind of considered like hot or uh, what everybody's buying right now uh, and what is actually important to me and have that integrity. I think as a curator, it's important to work against the grain and concentrate on um, the works that have really like meaning and uh, uh, integrity and uh, again like I said before so many times how the works connect to the larger audience audience outside of the art world and um, yeah so for me like actually speaking of Fawn Krieger again the first artist that we introduced she touched so many people you know and that's like the perfect example of creativity to me that goes beyond the art world and what sells and what's hot and what's written about but how she touches people who are you know uh, have their own trauma to deal with or who are so touched by the me too movement and so on and so forth mm. I thank you for giving voice to that for her specifically, but also for the way that you stay connected to yourself and in integrity with yourself. And your role is so much bigger than just what we might see in a gallery. It's really about shaping an artist's entire traje trajectory mm -hmm. and also shaping your own, your own trajectory. So that's, that's so cool. And do you find that, you know, creativity is different for women than for men? Well, I'm sure it is, but I can only speak for women and from my own experience. Um, I think that there's feminine aspect that comes through the surface more when a woman creates something. We create life through birth. So we go through tremendous change in the body, our mind and spirit as a child is born. And I think we also have to be creative uh, to protect and provide. And that goes back to the cave ages. Um, sometimes also economical conditions force us to be more creative as women uh, and provide food for the table or, you know, shelter or dress for our children. When I was growing up in the USSR, you know, my mom needed all my clothes and my her mom sewed her clothes. It's just like there was it was out of necessity. And now I wow, wear, yeah. and now I wear the sweaters that my mom makes for me and they like, where did you get it? Is it Prada? And I said, no, it's my mom. She <laughs> 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 really developed those skills that, uh, you know, out of necessity, but really her creativity is off the chart. And um, also, you know, growing back in Russia, we, we had to be creative with, you know, preserving, uh, freezing, pickling, jamming, 
and everything for the colder months uh, that we gathered in the summer. We would hunt for mushrooms, for berries, wild leeks. You just had to be creative to survive. So for me, the creativity also is like equals survival. But um, I think that speaking of creativity now uh, and where I live right now in New York, it's, um, it's a great time to be creative. It's a great time to express uh, through uh, your visual vocabulary or through activists, activists for women. Um, there has been no better time to come forward, speak your truth, and feel supported by others. Um, the Me Too movement certainly built confidence and a sense of solidarity among many women. We feel empowered to create more political work and uh, really just not afraid really to speak the truth. And many institutions and galleries are supporting that, um, supporting the works by women, women of color, minority women, queer women. It's just so much came out of that. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to support the women and be part of that important circle of creativity. I am too. I am grateful that you're helping and and being part of the change and that we all are. I think there's a massive shift that's happened in just the last few years where the time is gone, where we can just sit on our hands or walk on eggshells or Mm -hmm. hope that something changes. And I I know I'm giving voice now to things that two or three years ago, I, I may have not have given voice to, and it's impressive to see so many people willing to be vulnerable for the sake of themselves, but also for the sake of all women. Yeah, absolutely, Violet. I agree, hundred percent. And just to go back, I love your, I love your experience. Like from Russia, it's just so cool. You bring such an interesting experience and lens, and um, there's something so grounded about you. Of course, <laughs> having gone through um, that that experience when you were young, but then there's also something so playful and ephemeral as well. So it's always so fun to connect with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm curious if you feel like your creative nature or your life has changed as you've gotten more in touch with your feminine energy and as we've been doing our work together. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I um, actually, you helped me to embrace the fact that it's okay to own your own feelings in the creative process and uh, reveal them through your practice of creating. Um, in the process of creating, you have to be strict with deadlines, clear with your intentions, and flexible and open minded with working around so many different personalities. And learning from you how to speak your truth and open in your feelings is very helpful in the process of creating. Um, you know, this idea, like you mentioned, playfulness, fluidity, feminine energy comes in handy, finding the right outlet for your personal creative energy and balancing your energies. And um, also, I was inspired by you um, just to kind of also burst my own creativity in something more physical and I just recently picked a, a hand building course that I, I will start uh, in two weeks and I can't oh, wait cool. to get my hands dirty and start building um, I also you know you help me kind of like understand what I need to feel happier and that also helps my creativity remembering and reminding myself of why I do what I do and recognizing the emotion that comes with that 
project um, empowers me to believe that actual joy comes out of it, you know, and if I feel joy and I feel like satisfaction, um, then I can rely on the universe to take care of the rest. And this is one lesson that I learned from you that I now share with all my women friends. Um, it's just really important to kind of own your feelings and recognize the emotion that comes in with that. Um, and also, as long as you're doing something that brings you absolute pleasure and joy, rest assured everything will work out at the end. And, um, and one last piece that I learned from you, which helps a lot with my project, is um, not just projects, but everything else in my life, is the healthy mix of give and receive. Um, so, yeah, um, it's very important. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you. For, sharing, <laughs> for sharing that. So what, um, what brings you pleasure? I know you said in the beginning that you're passionate about community and a lot of other things, but, but where do you find your pleasure in your day-to-day -day life? Oh my gosh, there's so much, you know, the weekly calls with you bring me pleasure, you know, and seeing the community of other yes. women, like I look forward to that, like just, you know, becoming connected to those women that I probably would never meet in real life if it wasn't for you and feel supported and share it. And I, 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 I really appreciate that um, every week. And that gives me tremendous sense of pleasure um a good company um that to share dinners and laughter with my team at the assembly room i love these women so much they give me so much pleasure the artists that i work with um they also the sense of kind of accomplishing something and taking to the next level although it's a little bit of like you would say this is masculine <laughs> energy but it's still good to accomplish something and mark it off your list and maybe reward yourself with something like you know a glass of wine at the end of the day and chocolate um hot bath good night's sleep um intimacy mm. um you know driving the countryside for snow fireplace uh walk in the woods so many things <laughs> give me pleasure really i can just yes, go on and on that's great i but love I, it <laughs> but i think it's the most important thing is just really like finding yourself, you know, through this, you know, through connecting with people. It's so important to connect with people and be, you know, taking risks uh, outside of your comfort zone. And yeah, so that's, yeah, I'm very, I feel like I've, I have so many things that give me pleasure, which makes me uh, very happy these days. Thanks to you, Violet, actually. Oh, well, it's my pleasure just hearing <laughs> you talk about the fullness of your life, of your relationships, of your creative work, of your connection to yourself and others and nature and the society and political climate at large. I just have this huge smile on my face. It's been such an honor to work with you and to witness you grow, not only in your relationship with yourself and other, but also in building this beautiful offering that's touching so many people and bringing so many great artworks and messages out to the world. So Assembly Room is something that for those of you listening, you can find on the show notes. I'll put their website, their Instagram, I believe is Assembly Room NYC. And they are, of course, in person in, in Chinatown. I think the address is something like 191 Henry Street or something, but it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And even if you can't make it there, you can follow them on social media. You can share it with your other friends who happen to be in the city and you can just use it as inspiration for female collaboration and creativity.
So Yulia, is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, well, no, I think that, um, I wanted to thank you, Violet, for having me on this podcast. It's a, it's such an honor and I'm really thankful to, to meet you and to work with you. Not only that you helped me, uh, learn how to find self-love for myself and be better in relationships. Um, I also think that I, I'm really grateful for you to uncover so many <laughs> blocks in myself, to find creativity and to find love and openness. And um, I just encourage other women to, to try working with you and try finding you online through YouTube or through your podcast. Um, thank you so much. Really, you changed my life for the best. Oh, well, I love that. I live, live for that, for <laughs> helping other, helping other women find their pleasure and therefore their power and their creativity and so many other things. It's just amazing when as women, we find our pleasure and when we allow ourselves to be clear on what we want and work with our feelings, as you said, and connect with other amazing women, everything in our life just lights up. It's like we get a, an instant upgrade. So thank you for saying yes to yourself and diving in and trusting yourself and investing in yourself and just really knowing that you're worth an abundant life of so much joy in all these different areas thank you violet thank you yes <laughs> thank you Yulia. thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power more creativity and a better planet i'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness and it starts with you please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, book your time now with me or my team.